I think that there's always this fear of disappointing because I've always been there for other people. And when you came to me and were like, no, let's do this. It was, it was, I was scared. I'm like, I've never had anybody truly reach out and and not just take, no, okay, fine. She doesn't want to do it. That's cool. See ya. I've never had that. So thank you. You're listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. If you're looking for easy listening, you're in the wrong place. But you want to put in the work to change your life for the better, laugh a little bit, and learn a lot about yourself. Get ready. This ain't no basic podcast. Here she is to give you all the tools you need to feel empowered, sexy, healthy, and informed. This is Casey Ship. Melinda, this is Melinda Meadows, and um, I'm going to ask her some questions, obviously, to just get to know more, but how long have you been in working with me and Hot Moms so far, Melinda? So it's been almost a month, about three and a half weeks is when I joined. Okay, I love this. And the reason why we're talking is because, like I just told Melinda, I was like, you know, most people that I talk to, they've been in for at least like 90 days to years. And I was like, you know what? Melinda's new. She had a she had an interesting story when she came in and she's got a great attitude. Let's see what Melinda's got up her sleeve because I really feel like you're going to be really relatable to a lot of my listeners and followers and that's how inspiration works. It's like when you start working on yourself, you're going to help somebody else. Like your story helps somebody else. So, how many kids do you have? I have two girls. Two girls. What are the ages? 13 and 9. So they keep me on my toes. And I'm a single mom. Basically, I mean, let's just go ahead and say the nine-year-old's like prepubescent. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Safe to say that. Single mom for how long? Five years. I am engaged though. We're not married yet. Still living by myself. Working full time. So it's, you know, the struggle is real. How long were you married before? 18 years. Getting back to your story. All right. So I met, we had kind of been friends on Insta or no, that that was your boyfriend. Correct. My fiance was friends with you. He actually trained with you. So she came to me from her fiance, which long time ago, I think he did online coaching or something with me because I used to work with a lot of men. I mean, I started out working with male, young male athletes because of skip. Um, So anyway, here we are. But she was terrified, like actually canceled the call. Let's just hear it from you. Like, why don't you cancel the first call? It took a lot of courage to even contact you to be real. So I contacted you. I'm like, you know what? She offers this coaching call. This is awesome. Let me get my feet wet here. See what it's about. Schedule the call. You were completely responsive so fast. Um, Sent me an email. I was like, awesome. Looking forward to talking to you, et cetera, et cetera. Was super pumped. But as I tell a lot of my friends, I am an intrinsically fearful person. Just a basic, it's like a basic emotion for me. And I started doing some digging and looking at finances and how much it might cost with you. And because of that intrinsic fear, there there was a fear of disappointing you because I'm a people pleaser. So I'm like, I probably can't afford her. I don't want to waste her time. So let me cancel the call so I don't waste her day. I know she's a busy person. That's why I I realized I loved you so fast because you were like, not not today. Not today, you're not canceling. <laughs> Started coaching right off the bat is because I know that people that come in my energy field or that contact me, it's so divine. And now that you know, now that you're in, you know why. Like there's a higher calling for the women that are working with us. Backing up, you mentioned it took a lot of courage to reach out. Why do you think that was? I think it's the, there's a fear basis. I think that's the bottom of it. I am a people pleaser. You know, I did beach body for years. I did insanity. I did 80 day obsession. I did 21 day fix, 21 day fix extreme, insanity max 30, you name it, I've done it. And I would be on it for, you know, three months or more. I would burn out. And that was kind of what our coaching call kind of helped me see was I wasn't burning out because of the exercise. I was burning out because I wasn't allowing myself to grow emotionally. Were you exercising maybe to escape something? What was it? I know it sounds silly because I've only been in less than a month, but I have learned so much from you already. The book, The Art of Extreme (laughs) Self-Care. Amazing. So in that short time, I've learned so much. And yes, I I think I burned out. It wasn't the exercise. I think I burned out because the root of my issue was 
fear, fear of um, being fat, fear of disappointing someone, fear of um, what was it you think? Fear of fucking up? Uh, the first two, fear of failure, fear of being fat. I don't know if you remember on our first coaching call, my mother was obese growing up, extremely obese. Love my mom, but she was obese. And my sister and I are very petite women. We've always been into health and fitness, but there's that fear in me when I would see a five pound increase on the scale. It would be like, well, I'm destined to be my mom. And that sounds super corny. Oh, it's I know it does. Valid, but that's, um, see, see, this is why um, we go back to the phone call because it's so, there's so much judgment on your feelings. And that's what, that's what we're going to continue working on in hot moms because uh, that, that doesn't, it's not even going to be there. It's like, that's how you feel. And that's how you feel. It's for real. But going back to, she didn't want to book the call. We hop on. I was like, why don't you want to book the call? Blah, blah. She's like, I just don't want to waste your time. I'm like, so you don't feel worthy of telling me like how you feel on problems. If you can't exchange money for whatever. She's like, yeah, we realized, I think even on the call that you have carried so much your whole life and even be a now single mom in it. Like you feel so responsible for everybody else. You do, do, do like you come last, if even that. So the fact that somebody's there for you for the first time, it's like, Hey, how do you feel? You know, what's going on with you? It was just kind of like not comfortable. And I think that's the key is sometimes you have to get uncomfortable to improve yourself. And that's what I'm realizing as I'm going through your program is this isn't just an exercise program. This is a where you want to really dig deep, figure out what's going on inside of you to make yourself a better person and get hot at the same time. It's a win-win. But I think the fear, like, like, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that there's always this fear of disappointing because I've always been there for other people. And when you came to me and were like, no, let's do this. It was, it was, I was scared. I'm like, I've never had anybody truly reach out and and not just take, no, okay, fine. She doesn't want to do it. That's cool. See ya. Yeah. I've never had that. So thank you. You're welcome. And then there's also that part, because I, I relate to this part too. Um, when you've done things alone for so long and or you have come from trauma where it's not safe to let people in, it's not safe to trust people, it's not safe to take favors, it's not safe to share openly, it's not safe. Um, it's almost like, hmm, okay, what is it that they're doing this for? There's always something. And, and yes, this is my business. It's helping people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, money's cool. But if you don't get a transformation, uh, it feels worse to me knowing that I have your money and you're not, you're not even using it. Like, I don't like that feeling, you know what I'm saying? So there's also that piece. I think women feel maybe, maybe where it's like, okay, why, why, why would somebody just care about me? Because we never got unconditional emotional support or empathy growing up. Yeah. You know, do you know where yours comes from, by the way? Like who or what caused you to, was it people pleasing or did you have to take care emotionally of your mom or your dad or, or somebody? I mean, again, it's been only three weeks, but I've done a lot of digging. And even though I've always been aware, consciously aware of situations in my childhood, I don't think I've ever truly looked them in the face and and said, yeah, that's, it's okay that that kind of defined who I was. Mm-hmm. I don't have to push that under the carpet. So just a quick little synopsis of my childhood. Our house was robbed six times growing up, six burglaries, everything. It was right around usually either Christmas or the beginning of the school year. We were, I was raised, we were, we were poor I and mean, we didn't have a lot. I would see the fear in my mom. I would see the sadness in my dad as the provider who worked so hard to put gifts under the tree or worked so hard to give us clothes that maybe they couldn't afford, but they did it to just be taken. And I think that's, I think when I watched my parents, I felt like I, even as the little sister, I was the more of the empathetic one. And I took that on where my, my sister was the strong one and the, you can't feel that. Let's just be strong and get through this. I was the empathetic one, went to my mom. It's going to be Okay. I push my feelings to the side for the sake of that, if that makes sense. You felt responsible. You wanted to make things okay. And also, right before we, we clicked record, I told her how cute her hair was. And she was like, well, I didn't want it this way. I cried because the girl cut it all off. 
And um, she goes, I didn't want it that way. I'm the person who, if something can go wrong, it's me. And now you're hearing she grew up in chronic other shoe dropping that good things don't last. I can't have, you know, good things happening just isn't on the cards for me because there's always something going to happen in the shadows. So naturally that's carrying out into your reality. And that's what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to wipe all that out. Um, and it has to be done very gently. It has to be done slowly because it's kind of like a medication. Like you can't just put somebody on 80 milligrams of Adderall, non-time released. You know, that's kind of like what, what energy healing is like. You have to go slow. Um, right. But you see how all that's connected because Melinda is so sensitive. Um, and there's so many books too that, that teach about this. I teach about it. But when you realize that you are an empath, by the way, when did you find out that you were, that you were empathic? Uh, my best friend who passed away. She was the one that really told me, you realize you're an empath, right? Because she was the first one that started talking to me about my energy and how much I had to give to people and how I needed to set boundaries for people. Because I've always been that person who people come to me with every problem, oh, you know, back up that they don't know. What do you do for a living? Let's just tell <laughs> So I'm a special ed teacher. I work with children on the autism spectrum with significant behavior issues. In my daily life, I'm always that fight or flight. Because when I say behaviors, I'm not talking throwing a pencil. I'm talking flipping desks, throwing punches. It can get scary, but as an educator and as a behaviorist, I have to maintain control. I have to always be steady. I can't show fear. When I get home, if I don't get that release, what do I do? I, I just put it more in. I bury it down because I'm a mom, single mom. You know, I got to go through the punches. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I, I shared this with you on the call. And I think this is was really the eye opener for me was that I realized that my daughter, my 13 year old daughter was starting to see through my BS. Let's not have a bad day. It's going to be a great day. Even though I may feel like crap inside, I want it to be OK. But she started to see that my anxiety, she started to see mom's anxious. Mm -hmm. Mom, mom can't hide. She, she was seeing through the, the mask. And I think that's, that was when I realized I've got to do something because I don't want my daughter to be fearful. I want my daughter to be strong, to feel like she can do anything she wants to do and, and to not bury things from their childhood that they're having to deal with at almost 45. And then, but you know, the thing is, is I want women to understand, um, and you'll see this soon, is it's not your fault because you weren't shown how to regulate. You weren't shown that it was even a thing. Like a lot of people think what happened to them will happen to them. And really it's like, what didn't happen to you? What weren't you taught? You know, cause our parents, they don't know. They do the best they can. Once we teach somebody like Melinda, how to harness her power, because it is a superpower while it is her greatest weakness. Same with me, compassion. It can be our fucking superpower. Like, Oh my God. Once you just harness it and learn how to use your, it's almost like those funny movies where, um, the kid or girl gets a magic wand and realizes she's like a witch or a fairy and she's like, it's going off and causing major shit to go on. That's what it's like being an empath when you don't understand that you're truly like gifted. So it's like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? So you have to learn how to use it. Um, have you done anything so far to show you how to take maybe anxiety and use it? Or um, like, what do you do now, I guess, when you get anxious? Are you aware of it? What do you do? I think I've always been aware of it, um, but I'm trying to manifest it in a way that's positive, if that makes sense. Um, Tell us how. So, so the book, the book, okay. The book is amazing. And what it's really, it's, it's helped me with my anxiety. In addition to going through caseyship.com and going through all your trainings, it's helped me look in the mirror every day. That's in this book and start out positive. Instead of getting up and saying, it's going to be a hard day, I'm going to make it though. But instead, I say, it's going to be a good day. I'm going to have a good day. And that's what that book teaches you, is that if you, you need to start looking in the mirror and, and channeling that, channeling the positive rather than being a victim of maybe what happened to you in the past. Mm -hmm. Because in order to break the cycle, and I think that's what I've learned so far in this last month, in order to break the cycle... You have to begin something strong. You have to be powerful. You have to believe that there's going to be change. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I didn't do with Beachbody. I think I saw the physical changes, 
but I still felt like crap. Does that make sense? Like, and you were doing it to not be fat. You weren't doing it out of how do I, you know, this is a regiment that's good for me. Da, 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 da. I feel tired. So I want to do this or that. You just did it out of straight fear. You didn't do it out of any, a single lick of love. You know, there was no self love. Um, it made you feel good, but you did it out of, you know, not to be fat. Yeah. Out of fear. Um, yeah. What was your favorite nugget of that book? I mean, I haven't finished it, but I think the, the third chapter when she talks about um, allowing you, allowing yourself to disappoint people, that was huge for me, yeah. huge, because I've never, I, I've never wanted to disappoint people. And I still struggle with that, being married for 18 years, you know, and then getting divorced. Clearly, I disappointed him. In the book, she talks about it's okay to disappoint people. It's okay to say no. It's okay to feel pissed off. You know, there are these things that you can do that I've always just, Melinda, you're not allowed to feel that way. You know, and I think that's what this book is teaching me is disappointing people is okay. Creating boundaries is okay. Not giving 110% to every single conversation is okay. Um, that's like, been life changing for me. My favorite, it's like a big thing is, um, never, which is, it's hard. Never do anything out of guilt or obligation. And I think that's how I live, I live my whole life that way. Most women do. Most women do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and where does that get us? It gets us sad, anxious, depressed. It, it's not, it's not a way to live. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we've got into some religious stuff on the last call. Um, you're highly spiritual religious. Yeah. Now, yeah. We get some people that see me as either, you know, it's devil worship, it's witchcraft, it's whatever, whatever. And I would argue to say, um, I come from Southern Baptist stuff too. Like, you're going to hell, you make, if you do this or whatever, even though those same people were like the ones abusing me, they didn't know. Um, I always laugh and say, I think they were following the first Christ that came, that Antichrist one. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening. But I feel like through all this, uh, if anything, spirituality, hearing from God, all that stuff becomes more profound. You, I feel closer. Mm -hmm. I agree. How has your practice, because did you do daily devotional, like, or did you go to church on Sundays? Like, what was your, uh, or what is your religious uh, practices weekly and all that? So it's really evolved over the years. Growing up in my family, um, we went to a small country church. God was the center of our family. I, my parents are amazing salt of the earth people. You know, God will get you through anything. Just pray about it kind of a thing. That's how I was raised. Well, you know, now I realize that God gives us a brain and he wants us to use it. And it's not just praying for things. He wants us to utilize the knowledge that he's given us. And I feel like God brought you in my life for a reason. I prayed about changing. I prayed about being the strong mom that I want to be. And after that coaching call, Casey, I felt empowered. I, I was crying. There were things that you said to me that I couldn't believe you were saying because you hit. It was like going to church. <laughs> it was like the preacher talking to you. You were talking to me. And saying everything that I knew, but was afraid to say out loud. A good pastor, they just channel. They're just a big channel. They're just a big medium themselves. They just don't say that, right? That They just channel God's love and light. I do the same thing. You can do the same thing. Everybody listening has that same, the same access and they don't use it. And we even talk about like how to pray and pray is like telling God what you want and all this, which now you know about law of attraction, um, if to me, I think if something's on your heart or head, it's already done in the spirit realm. Now he's just going to give you, she's going to, whatever you believe in is going to give you that inspired action. Hey, I got this idea or, Hey, there's Casey. Same thing with me. Like, Hey, oh my God, there's a coach. It's exactly what I needed. What? And then we come in. It's like, I don't have the money. Then the devil, right? We'll just call it. The devil shows up. It's like, bitch, you're broke. How you gonna do <laughs> really? That's how you can look at it. Or, I mean, that's how I look at it. And I encourage anybody that's highly religious that kind of, sees my stuff and thinks, wow, she cusses or she says source and she says law of attraction. It must be devil worshiping. So I always like to say, hey, no, look at all the, the Christian women that we work with because it's all the same light and love. 
energy. It is. And, and I felt love from you through the phone. I felt that you cared. You had a genuine care about our conversation. It wasn't generic. Um, and that is not devil worship. That is, that is God given talent that you have. And I, you know, that's what everybody needs to know. They don't need to be fearful of that because I think God sent you to my life at the right time, because I don't know if you remember me saying, you know, I'm engaged. I'm getting ready to get married. I do not want to go into this new marriage that I'm so happy in this relationship, harboring all this stuff. Still, I want to make a change and I want to be strong for him too. Well, because if you don't guess what, it's going to play out in your relationship. Yeah. Here you are again. Look, woe is me. It just doesn't work out. So if she, Melinda, doesn't step in and break the cycle, then your daughters have to go through it and stuff like that. And, and that's, you're, you're here for bigger, bigger things, you know, and just working with the special needs. I mean, I can't even, that's a godsend just to have, you know, it's like when your kids uh, really like a teacher or somebody um, in a leadership role kind of helps your kid like there's no amount of money or, or whatever. You just want to like give them everything because they help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what you do is of high, high service, you know? So I feel like it's just one big thing. Like me getting my shit right allows me to um, the overflow of love that helps you love yourself and the overflow of love helps those kids. Like it's one big thing. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. So I love that part. Okay. So, so now you came in, what was your original goal? Like, was it weight loss? Was it adrenal fatigue? Like hypothyroid? What was it? It was weight loss. I wanted to lose weight. I said 25 pounds, but you kind of were like 25 pounds. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what I want to lose. Well, did I say it was too much or too low? I think you said it was too much. Oh, really? that, was, that was my feeling. You were kind of like, well, let's just get, let's just get you where you need to be kind of a thing. Uh, okay. So it was weight loss. So I guess you saw one of my things and you're like, this girl could help me lose weight. And then you get in what were some of the things maybe that you were doing with Beachbody or you even thought to do? Because I mean, Melinda's been in the game. How long have you been working out? Oh my God, my whole life. I mean, I ran cross country and track in high school, runner. I ran forever and ever, five, six, 10 miles a day, um, beat my body up for many years um, before I started doing strength training and Beachbody. What were you doing then versus like, what are you doing now? Do you feel better now? Like, have you implemented anything that that you've learned with food or diet or lifestyle that is helping? Well, so I want to go back to what you said about went on the coaching call because I want to clarify. So the context of that was it wasn't that you were trying to dissuade me from the weight loss. I had talked to you about what I was eating in a day and you were basically saying that it wasn't enough. I don't know if you're like a severe calorie deficit, I think is kind of what the terminology you were using. So what you were, you were trying to empower me to not focus on the weight but fuel my body okay. because you basically told me I'd been starving myself. So thank you. So I've been looking at fueling my body more instead of being um, manic about, well, I really want to eat that cheeseburger because I, or I want to want that glass of wine. So I'll just work out twice tomorrow or I'll, yeah, that was that girl. Yeah. 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 yeah I was the cardio queen. Um, And that was my mentality. And what you taught me through the coaching call in the last three weeks is that that is not how you approach food. Mm. Food is fuel. It's what sustains us. It's what gives us energy and focus. And you have to look at it differently. So I think in the last month, my whole idea of my relationship with food has changed. It's been, it's been strange for me. I'll be honest, because I've been so conditioned to look at food as a emotional buffer. Like I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to just have two glasses of wine right now. Does that make sense? And then you also probably looked at it like that's going to make me like my mom. That's going to make me fat. Absolutely. It all goes back to that, which is so crazy that, you know, I'm still dealing with that kind of thing, but it, at the root of it, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so I wonder how much you were eating. Do you know on like a regular low day? Oh yeah, fifteen hundred calories. And you're how tall? Five four. Yeah, that's like me. I was five five, eating fourteen hundred calories, doing bodybuilding, powerlifting, two a days, getting ready for shows. What a joke! Um, yeah. So God, Lee, and your single mom, and the Lord. So and you, I wasn't. I'm not sleepy. I wasn't sleeping. I mean, you were like your your blood levels are probably outrageous. Your cortisol, adrenal glands. I mean, because I would starve myself. You know, I would work out hard. I would sometimes work out twice a day. 
Plus I would go on these hour long walks with the kids and I was always go, 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 go. And I was, what you taught me and what you have taught me is that I was literally beating my body up. I wasn't allowing myself to reap the benefits of exercise because I wasn't fueling my body from the inside. Here's the way that I love to put it and just come up. So a lot of women, you know, moms, we want to be good moms. We want to be good moms. But would you, this is horrible to say, put your daughter out on the street and make her run two miles, um, keep going, keep going when she says, I'm tired, mom. And you tell her, shut the fuck up. Do you want to be good? Do you want to be like that girl over there? Everybody's looking at you. You get your ass going. I don't care if you're tired. Drink this coffee. Okay, she does it. Then again, she literally falls out. No sleep. You tell her that's what champions do. And then, then she falls down even more. And like you just, maybe even like, um, she pisses you off because she's tired, you know, when kids get tired and they're whining bitchy. Maybe at that point you start um, physically, physically hitting her. Like that would break your heart. That's pitiful. That's, that's like so cruel, you know? Now that's what we do to ourselves. I know. That's what exactly what you're talking about, what I was doing. And we do it to ourselves and it comes from unseen stuff um, from growing up. Some people know what happened to them, but a lot of people, learn through hot moms it's not what happened it's what didn't happen what we weren't taught like you talk like you're saying like you just didn't know you don't know how you know so I'm excited for you to have those aha moments um to, to figure it out and like undo the fuckery and then just yeah. create the new like you're doing now so have you had any issues with starting to eat more and then like feeling like oh is this really like the struggle between um, this is going to get fat, this is going to make me fat, or do you feel good about eating it? I think the biggest struggle I've had so far is the, the fact that I'm not doing cardio. Mm, that's right. Okay. So what goes through your mind? Tell me like, walk, walk me through, you're going to the gym, you've got the workouts. Cause what kind of workout are you doing? Is it like four days a week? It's five days a week. And it's, you know, it's strength building. It's um, you've got, I don't have a gym right now because of the pandemic. So I'm doing everything from home. So you've customized my workouts so that I can do it. But I have your basic stuff. I've got dumbbells. I've got a barbell, you know, et cetera. So you you have been great about individualizing the workouts for me. But it's all it's all weights, you know. It's not running, you know, three miles. And and I think that was my biggest thing was that I'm not burning I'm not burning calories this way, and I'm not my body is not like dying right now as I'm doing your workout. So I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get fat. But here's what I've noticed in three weeks. And even my fiance noticed my abs are popping. Hey, have you lost any weight? I've only lost five pounds, five Five pounds, five pounds in a month. Yeah. Damn. Women out there right now going, I fucking hate her. Um, But that's a lot. That's a big deal. But your abs are back. So wait a minute. So you were eating 14 or 1500 calories and running and your abs were not there. I think I was skinny fat. I was skinny fat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've had two C-sections. I'm almost 45 years old. Things started changing in my body. And I think because I was eating for the wrong reason, eating the wrong foods, not exercising right. I think it just, my body was, it was inflamed. I was always bloated. Hmm. Um, I was all, I felt puffy. Plus I was drinking wine all the time, all the time. You had wine. And are you still, be, are you still able to drink wine? Cause some women are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's what I love about your program is that you don't have to not enjoy the things that you enjoy. It's just about putting it in your diet where it's healthy, not where you're abusing it or not where you're trying to fill an emotional void or stuff something down. You're doing it because you just want to enjoy your meal with a glass of wine. It's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up the next day with a five mile run. In our coaching call, and if you remember this, I did isogenics. Yes. And I did not realize I was lactose intolerant. So I have cut out, I used to eat yogurt like it was going out of style. Um, for meals, I would eat yogurt and granola and honey all the time. And I have pretty much cut that out and I'm really watching, you know, I'm eating a lot of gluten-free things. I'm eating more fish. I added the supplements that you suggested. So those little changes I've done, but I'm still enjoying, like I enjoyed food this weekend. You know, I had rice with my salmon this weekend. It was okay. And so I think that the biggest obstacle I'm having with 
everything is that I'm, I'm so conditioned to look at what I'm putting in my body as a bad thing Mm. versus this is, this is what your body needs. It's, It's not bad. I mean, you were very honest with me. You were like, you, you have an eating disorder and no one has ever said that to me. But when I started looking back at when I would count my calories and what I wasn't, what I was doing in my body was actually making me gain weight. And, and it was so frustrating because I'm thinking to myself, I'm basically starving myself, working out and I'm gaining weight and I have a bloated belly. What, what is this? You know, you've seen the plant analogy where they'll get three plants and then on one of them, it'll say um, the one that, so there's one plant and one looks like a great plant, like it's growing, it's thriving. The other one is dead and like crumbled up. And the other one, I can't remember what it's doing, but they actually did a study on this where that one plant that's thriving, they would tell it uh, positive affirmations. And then the one that was like dead, they would say stuff like, you know, you're a shitty plant. You're ugly. You're not doing, you're not good enough. All the stuff that we tell ourselves every day. And that's yeah. actually responded to that. So, you know, here we are. So you were, so, so in your mind, maybe like you're doing like a prayer or an affirmation, if the fear comes up, you're, so does the fear come up when you go to eat the salmon and rice, does the fear is still there? Absolutely. Yeah. You do to walk yourself through that. And what would you do before? It was a completely different mindset. And I think you have to train your body or you have to train your brain to, to think differently. So when I, how I'm approaching food now is, is. I look at the rice, I look at the salmon, I look at the broccoli and I don't look at it as I, for this amount of calories, I'm going to have to do 45 minutes of cardio. That, that was my brain. That's how my brain worked. And I know that sounds fucked up. Well, that's a, that's a compensatory behavior. That is an eating disorder, a type of one. So yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and if I'm going to have this glass of wine, that's an extra 15 minutes. I'm not looking at food that way anymore. I'm looking at it as this is going to fuel my body so I can do Casey's workout tomorrow. So my abs will continue to pop because I'm, I know that I'm putting the right foods in my body now because of your meal plans, cutting out dairy and just those little changes. I'm already seeing changes in my body. Good, good. Okay. So you're eating more. Are you tracking it or no? I am tracking it. Good, because most a lot of people don't. What are you eating now? Like, how many calories you think? Two thousand to twenty two hundred. Oh my God! Hold on, you went from fifteen to twenty two hundred. Yeah, and your abs are showing. Yeah. Have you done? Now, I mean, I'm I'm saying that like I'm being facetious because I know it works. But obviously, um, have have you done the reverse dieting course or no? This is just from do, hopping in and doing what's on the plan. This is what's on the plan. Okay, and the in addition to. I, this is, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I never drank water. I mean, I, I, I was always on the go. Coffee was my friend. Coffee in the morning. And as soon as I got home, it was a glass of wine. Okay. So the water was like never there. I am downing the water now. And I think it's, it's really flushed my body out. Cause that first week I couldn't stay off the toilet. I was peeing constantly. And I think my body was toxic. I think I, literally flush toxins out of my body because I don't know if you remember that was the other thing when I did isogenics I think I set my metabolism so far back because they would do the they do these fasting things and a lot of people can do that my body did not respond well to that I had my heart raced I had hot sweats I woke up at three in the morning I thought I was dying I was praying to God please let me through this night I will not fast again my body was trying to shut down on me when I was not eating a lot and all that isogenics and working out at the same time. So yes, going from 14 to 2000 to 2200 calories sounds like a huge thing, but when you feel better, you want to emulate that every day. I mean, I, I feel better and my skin's better. Like everything just is better. And I don't want to change that. See, that tells me that, um, that's not a true, that's not really like a big deal. Like it's not a big deal. Like the eating disorder thing. Um, now you, there's not one, right. There's just something that the old way of thinking. So some girls will still struggle with that. Like, um, they'll every day and then they'll restrict, like they can't get out of it. You know what I mean? So what would you say 
to them? Would you just say that, um, create like an affirmation like you do, like, hey, this is going to help me do the workouts. This is going to help me do the thing that I want to do. I think journaling food is so important. Um, I think that is huge for me because I'm seeing what I'm putting in my body. So that's the first thing that I do. And then mentally saying to myself, this isn't bad for me. I mean, I literally have to say that. And I know that sounds crazy. I'm I just saying it. It does. I sound crazy as hell too. You're right up, you're right up our alley. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I would say to my, you know, the old me would say, you can't eat that because you're going to get fat. Or it was always that constant little nagging voice. And now I look at food as fuel. Okay. Okay. And it's almost to me, I find it empowering and almost like a man in a boo-boo. Like, look what we're, we get to eat chips and go drink wine and fucking eat all this food. Meanwhile, y'all over there like killing your ass and thinking you got to burn a certain amount of calories. Meanwhile, we're getting lines in our body and get to eat more. Like to me, I feel like it's a, a winning at life. Like it, like a, um, I see it as a game and like a, an empowering thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. So I think maybe if the woman's out there that tries to do the reverse dieting or just, she's doing what we're telling her, but she still has that like devil on her shoulder. That's constantly there. Then I think the wounds of not good enough is so fucking deep. Probably she needs to really just go. go. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah. but once again, like like we're saying, it's not your fault. It's not their fault because they just don't know. But there's definitely some unseen wounds if that continues to be a problem. Absolutely. But I think you have to be constant. And I think for any person that that has had a bad relationship with food, you have to continue to remind yourself that it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's it's like changing your mindset completely. It's It's conditioning your brain to look at things differently. I'm having to look at exercise differently. I'm looking at food differently. I'm looking at my interpersonal relationships differently. So that and that's three weeks, Casey. Like I, I'm so excited to see what a year from now is going to bring me. If three weeks has been that way, well, that's why. That's why we talked about this was the last girl. Is that's when we do lifetime. Like over the years and the thousands of people we work with, typically, um, yeah, ninety days is great. But if you can just do it, if you can stick in there for a year or two, you're going to go through pretty much a lot of shit. You're going to go through holidays. You're going to go through probably um, some kind of family member getting ill. You're going to go through a lot in the year or two. And if you can get through these things and create new beliefs and see where you get triggered or whatever, you're on, you're unstoppable. You have officially like you're on a different realm of being things then start happening for you. And every, you become like this um, powerful, like creator almost of your own reality at that point, because you know, how you got there and you know the energy, you know how to manipulate and trans transmute and transform energy that happens to you. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So let's talk about the relationship part. Tell me about that. With my, my relationship or just, it could be coworkers. It could be internet people. I mean, just anything on relationships. So I think through this program so far, I have been, I've become more aware of, that I was a yes person. Yes, this, yes, that, yes, this all the time. It didn't matter what it was asked me. Of course I can do that. You know, now I pause and I decide to myself, is this going to benefit me or is this just going to make somebody else's life easier? And that is huge for me because, and I could cry, but I've always been a people pleaser always. And so I found myself at work saying no for the first time. And I'm almost 45 almost 45. And I was like, no, I think that that's something that, that you can do alone. And that was so empowering. I got chills. When you said that. <laughs> that was, I've, I've never done that in my entire career. I've been teaching for 22 years and I've always taken on the garbage and fixed everybody else's issues. And I said, no. And I came home that night and I like shared it with the girls and they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I had to really think, why is that? Like, why did I create that boundary? Like, what has Casey done in this short amount of time that has helped me create a boundary? And I I think it's because when you talk and when you watch your little webinars and you get on your calls and you do all those things, you teach women to respect themselves. And I don't think I respected myself. And again, this is all very new to me. So it's like I have aha moments all the time and I try to embrace them and I write them down. So I don't forget, but I, 
I I think I didn't realize I wasn't respecting myself. And when I don't respect myself, I'm going to say yes to everything because I need to make everything okay. Yep. Yep. That was your, that was one of your aha moments. Yeah, totally. Um, And that's where once you realize your self-worth and it grows each time, but once you realize it, you start just becoming unavailable for anything that's because you realize you're worth it. You know, you're worth time, you're worth whatever. And so you're like, yeah, nope, (laughs) nope. And then just to ask. So when you said no, I know a lot of women out there are thinking if they say no to their kids or their husband or their whatever, um, or if they, if they don't do it themselves and put their hands on it because they're control freaks, because that's just the way we sabotage. They think that the ball is going to drop that like, I don't even know what they think, but did the world end? Did that person, um, did you lose your job? Did that person slap you in the face? Like what was happening? No, they did not. I think that fear, we're going to go back to fear again. When I would, when I felt like I need to say no, but I couldn't say no, I always thought, well, they're not going to respect me. They're not going to like me. Um, I can't fix this. So they, they're not going to talk to me. It's going to be awkward. No. In fact, it was the opposite. Ah! It was even more empowering. It was almost like a, a pause, that interaction. And then it was like, I, I could feel, because we're empaths. We feel the energy from other people. And they, I felt the respect that they had for me at that moment. And it was kind of like, oh, shit. She just kind of put me in my place. But they, It was empowering. Yeah. Same way you told me you appreciated me being real. God, I mean, and I still hold back. And people think I tell it like it is. I mean, I'm still an active working person. Some people, there's a book, uh, actually, it's called The Witch Wound. Because if you think about it, women for so long, and this gets back to like, you know, racism was such a hot topic this year. And I, I, don't, I don't dig any of that shit. But I sit there and go, let me tell you something. Women, women as a whole, if you want to go that route, I mean, still to this day, women get told, hey, you just stay home with the kids. You know, we still get suppressed. Now, it's a choice. Suppression is a choice. Okay. Um, I believe in that wholeheartedly. I believe everybody has a choice all the time. But you do fall into victimization, victimhood, and all that shit. Um, why am I saying that? Which one? So with that being said, being a woman in general, uh, it's not safe to speak up. A woman has her place. A woman, if she speaks up, she's bitchy. People won't like her. Our moms, a lot of the mother feminine wound is very much, don't you do that. Janice is looking. Don't you want to be this? Like mother wound goes deep. We work on the mother wound and hot moms big time. But just all these things growing up, it's just not safe to speak up as a woman. Same thing with money. You know, a lot of beliefs about money or same thing with being sexy. Like it's not safe to be sexy. If, if she's showing ass, she's a whore. I mean, no doubt about it. If she's this, she slept her way to the top. Women, there's always something. So naturally, we, we hold our tongues, and it's just not ladylike, you know. It's just not yeah. ladylike. It's not, it's not ladylike, okay. It's not classy. It's just all this shit. And um, at the end of the day, yeah, we want to keep the peace because we are. That feminine energy is just sitting back, allowing, um, just kind of like the, the graceful uh, intuitive goddess all as well. You know, that's what we're supposed to be. So naturally when some shit happens and shit pops off, it's like, what the fuck. But anyway, what I'm saying is there's a witch wound and that's what they call it. Because back in the day, witches, if they were healers, that's what a lot of witches were. They were just healers, a pharmacist, a, do- a female doctor, a female that could say she could make some tincture for your child's burn. She's a witch. So naturally what they do, they chop their heads off. You know, if somebody, they hung them. So yeah. the witch wound is being a woman naturally. It's not safe to speak up. Um, so I found the same thing where even talking to you on the phone and anybody used to, I would just feel it. I'm like, God Almighty, I know their issues. I know I can see like where it started as a kid. I can see all this. I can see all this. I know it. I feel this. And I'm just so scared to tell her she's got an eating disorder because she'll probably like hang up on me. She'll never say this or that. So now I've got to manipulate her somehow to do it this way. So then eventually six months later, maybe she'll even see it or recognize it. But no, now I'm like, if they're fucking for me, I can be myself fully. And if they like it, they like it. And that means they're for me. And if they're not fucking go, bye, bye, bye. You know, and like, absolutely. I told you, Hey, there's, you got a fucking eating disorder. Let's work it out. Let's work through it. I got, I got you. What did Melinda do? She was like, thank you. Yeah. I, nobody's ever said that to me. I'm sure many people have thought it. In fact, it was another aha moment. I was talking to one of my best friends and a coworker 
my fiance about what you said. And they were like, <laughs> I'm like, full time out. <laughs> what? So they all were like, yeah, I mean, you definitely don't need enough. So it was crazy to me that the people that are closest to me and that I love, of course, it, it's a different connection. So they don't want to hurt me. They want to, to, to help me manifest that another way. But you were just like, yeah. Where I have cried, I had a breakthrough massively is just like you, your mom, like, and you know what enabler is like my dad, my whole family is, is toxic enmeshment shit. Like where well, my brother's an addict, my mom, but they all enable, they, they, they see the potential. Um, if it was them and they try and then they get manipulated in because you know how addicts talk or what people can say to draw us in and stuff like that. And just like you, and I've had people that are clients, friends, that same thing. I don't want to hurt them and I don't want to cause some shit between us. And I know they're going to pop off. I know they're not going to take it well, but guess what? I'm just being the enabler and I'm losing my power. I'm giving all my power up. And, right. and, and if, and if I speak up and I say, Hey, this is a problem. This is a problem. And they got a problem with it. Bye. Like, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I loved about our call. That first call. It was, like I said, empowering. You were real with me. There was no beating around the bush. And, the and, and, and you were genuine. I mean, I felt that through the, the phone. I felt you're, you're very genuine. There's no BS there. And I, I am a firm believer that if you didn't feel like my energy matched yours or it wasn't for me, I don't think you would have taken the time that you took with me. I think that that's kind of your flow. And that's my flow. If I didn't feel that you genuinely cared and wanted to make changes in my life, I don't think we would have had that connection. Probably not. Probably yeah. Not. Yeah. Cause it just, it's just not, it's, a, it's an energy suck at that point, you know? Yes. Um, I love that. Okay. So speak up ladies, speak up if you're listening to anything. Okay. So wrong food, um, before you started, because I don't want people to think they have to eat fish and, and, and rice. Like they can, like, what are some things you've eaten so far or seen us eat that you're like, are you shitting me? Cereal. <sighs> not really. I mean, everything has not been that crazy to me. I think the worst thing that I've had to deal with is that I, I'm not eating queso and chips at Mexican. That's like killing me. But I know I can eat it, but I know it's a mindset and I'm going to get there. But right now I can't do that. <sighs> the chips, man. Well, what we do at Mexican restaurants, and I think it's in Hot Moms, um, we get bell pepper, fresh cut bell pepper. We ask them to bring those out and that way we can dip it in the salsa. And then um, the, the cheese. I mean, maybe you can have cheese though. When you get your food test back, maybe you can have it. I don't know. Even you say you're lactose intolerant. We don't know. But I'm wondering what emotions connected to that. Like, why do you like wonder what that's about? I guess, I guess I'll find out, but I, I don't think, I think when I don't want to sabotage this flow that I have right now. And you can't, once you, when you're acting from a place of love, cause you know, you said you really operate from a place of fear, right? Fear, let's just call fear the devil. So literally you have been letting the devil drive the car. And then when you start doing things out of love, which is, Hey, I love myself. So I'm not going to eat the queso just like money. You can sit there and go, oh, manifest. I'm just going to charge this and um, I'm going to manifest the money. Or you can say out of love for myself, I'm going to act today as if I already bought the thing because I know an inspired action is going to bring me the money to buy it with whatever I want to buy it. Out of self-love, you're not going to do that. Same thing with food. Out of self-love, you can say, hey, get you a damn skinny margarita and some damn bell pepper and order your damn food. Start eating. And out of self-love, you're not going to have to cheese it. But you want, you can have all this. You can have your skinny margarita and you got abs. Yeah. Yeah. Or skinny margaritas are great, by the way. Never knew. Never knew. I want some. Okay. Now, hey, cheese dip. Let's talk about it. If you got to eat the cheese dip, do you think it would make you like, would it make you happier sitting there? No. So what? A month ago, yes. So see how you would look to the food to make you happy. So Mm -hmm. you're acknowledging, okay, so I'm not happy and I'm looking at the cheese dip to make me happy. What if I'm already happy? What if I was already happy? Then what? What would you do? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I don't feel the desire to have it. And, and I have the support system in place that they're not enabling me to, no, you're fine. Eat it. Or it's not just a commonplace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, I think my relationship with food was all based on emotion. That's it. And when people can realize like, Hey, if you can have the, realizing like 
Um, if I could eat the cheese, it would make me feel like, oh, happy, satisfied. Well, maybe you're just hungry. Let's just order some food and then see if you want it. You know, you just may be hungry. So, yeah, I love that um, aspect of it. Okay, so the book helped you a lot with that. Um, is sleep the same? Well, until I started your program, I had no idea how important sleep was, which is so crazy to me um, because I was always that person that I may have to make sure the dishes are out of the sink or I need to make sure that everything's done before I tuck myself in at night. Um, that stuff's not going anywhere. It, it doesn't. It, it's going to be there tomorrow. And sleep has been a process for me. I'm getting more sleep, but the anxiety is still there. You know, I still have anxiety. That's not just going to go away. So that's what's interrupting my sleep is the anxiety piece that I need to work on. And is that fear? And we're getting there. Um, you know, she's a month in and with her, because she was already working out, you know, we went ahead and put you on workout and diet and stuff like that. Um, uh, but now you see it's all emotional. It so is. what would you say is keeping you motivated to stay the course? Already seeing results, already feeling happy. I don't have that dread like I was before of, the workouts are not dreadful. I don't know if it was because I was doing the same thing and hurting my body. Your program and your workouts are making me feel stronger. It doesn't feel like I'm tearing my body down, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, the workouts you were doing, that was your, was that the root? Because I know we, on my coach, when we say coaching calls, it's the, it's the strategy call. So right. like, I'll watch this webinar. They want to chat to see if this is a fit. That's what we're talking about. Um, do we get to the root of like, hey, this is your problem? Was it that you would get on and then fall off? Was that your problem or? It wasn't really falling off. It was just burnout. That, that's how, that's what we decided. It was, I would do something for 90 days, 120 days. And then I was so tired because I was beating my body up. Not only that, I wasn't, I don't know if you remember me saying, I would, I would eat the cheese dip. I would eat the pizza. I would do all this stuff. And I had the mindset, well, I'll just do two 80 day obsessions tomorrow versus one. So my body was so sore. I was so tired. I wasn't getting sleep and it was making my body and I wasn't eating enough. So after that 90, 120 days or whatever I was doing, I was exhausted. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm throwing the towel. What are you doing with that extra energy then? Like, cause you obviously have more energy now. That's the, that is the strange thing about me is that I've always had energy. That's not been my issue. It's that it's not fake energy. Mm. It's real energy. I can always put on a face. I can always, let's go walk. Let's go to the park. Let's do this. We got this. But now it's genuine. It's not something that I know that I have to do. It's something that I'm enjoying doing. Does that make sense? So, so happier, higher vibe. And then in the higher vibe, have, have any, I don't know if it's happened yet because it may be a process too. Has it gotten better as far as like communication, sex, because you're sleeping more or um, the energy to go do something, um, outlook on just, I don't know, maybe your future. Like, is there anything else that this has affected or kids? Like, I don't know. I mean, I would say that the carryover is in every facet of my life right now. I mean, we talked about work, um, the fear in terms of my relationship with my fiance, because I, when he asked me to marry him, I of course said yes, but I had fear. What if it doesn't work? So what this has helped me do is I'm not looking at that future marriage as something that's going to crumble. I'm saying to myself, this is going to be great. Because I'm bettering myself. I know how to have a boundary. I know how to speak my mind when I need to. So I'm looking, my, my point of view has changed mm. in that capacity. Everything. And you said it earlier, belief. It's believing it's going to work. And that's not saying, oh, you know, um, it's all sunshine rainbows. Even if some shit blows up, you're still seeing it as this is happening for me. What is it I'm supposed to learn? Um, help me to see things differently. And you're willing to put in the inner work. Yeah. Well, and it helps to have a partner that's willing to do it too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's, you know, I, I think that it's a process and it's not, I'm not perfect yet. I've still got a long way to go, but 
the biggest motivation for me is that I'm already seeing results. And how fast did you see them, by the way? Or did you feel results? I forget this question all the time. I say sometimes women can shift and feel the shift within hours and some, I I don't know. So how soon did you feel different? So a week into it, a week into doing your workouts, my clothes already started fitting differently just about seven, eight days later. Um, And I don't know if it was the combination of the workouts. Was it cutting the dairy out so the bloat was going away? Was it my water intake? It was probably a combination of all of it. Um, But then last week, the end of last week was when I really started to see things look different. My abs started to look different. My measurements have gone down. Like the weight, yes, I've lost five pounds, but the measurements are down. Like I probably need to to add new pictures on since the last time I put them up because I can already see a difference. That's amazing. And um, hormonal hormones and stuff like that. Um, you're just going to think about doing those like 12 weeks or, or how, what's, what's going on there? Did you have any hormone issues before? I tried to get that panel that you suggested, but my doctor did not. <laughs> He's like, your insurance isn't going to cover it. And that was it. So you know, that's something you and I can work through and decide if I need to do it. Um, I'm sure as a 44-year-old woman, my hormones are probably outrageous. Who knows? Our docs, our docs will order in a certain way where it works with the insurance. Gotcha. That's what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. But I just wondered um, if you had any hormone issues. But no, you feel, you feel good. So when's the wedding? Uh, we don't have a date, but we know it's going to be September-ish. September. And have you gotten into any of the money stuff yet? Of course. Yes. I thought you meant with me and him. Yes, I have. What, uh, how has that been so far? Terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, I'm just being honest and real with you. It's been terrifying. A lot of women I've, I've seen it where they are, they're terrified to even look at it. Um, it's, it's, I, I love hearing, hearing how everybody's so different. So what is it that's scary? I mean, money to me is scary. And I think I attribute that fear of money from being married for 18 years. And we did very well as a two income household. And then to go through a divorce and be a teacher in Georgia as a one income with two kids was an eye opener. And so, and then raised in a home where we didn't have a lot, you know, we were poor. So there was all, when I got divorced, there was that fear. I can't have this. I can't have that, you know, but I'm trying to provide for my kids because I don't want them to go through that. So I'm, I'm going through the course, but it's, it, it's almost like you can compare it to the relationship with food. You have to change your mindset with money too. Um, that's just what I'm seeing so far. I'm not finished, but I'm having to look at money even differently. Oh, it's a, it's the same, but a little different energy. It's so fun. Once you get into, you know how empowered you got just doing the, the, the weight and stuff like that. you're going to feel the same way with the money stuff. So this is great. I love that, that you're just being open and honest. So many women fear. And even if they have money, I'll talk to them like wealthy um, women who maybe didn't work or whatever. Um, terrified. They don't, they don't know if they trust they're kind of provided for, but they are terrified about it. So, and these are women that want to start their own businesses. I'm like, all right, well, let's, we're going to get through these money blocks too. So maybe that'll be a coaching call, a worthy, worthy of a coaching call. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, and the money was such a big issue, women have a few fears. A, it's going to be just another waste of money that it's going to be like everything else. And it's an extra expense. So has it been something that's like, totally just strapping you and it's an extra expense or like how has that worked out for you so far it's worked out fine in fact I will say this following your meal plans I'm spending less money and and it's because I was eating out a lot okay okay so I don't I don't see that it's really impacting my budget at this time in fact it's saving me a little bit of money wow that's incredible yeah Okay. That's Maybe that's why I don't look stressed. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then what's something that you feel that women that are really scared, same feeling, like they're scared to even book a call because of what it may cost or, cause you know, we have the funding now, but what it may cost or is it going to work? Um, I don't know. Just they're terrified to even book the call. 
I would say you've got to get through the fear. Don't be fearful. Women by nature are very intuitive. And I think if we just listened to our gut, we would be on the right track. And put the fear aside. If you want to have a change and you want to feel better, this is the best program you can do because it's not, it's not a band-aid. It's not a quick fix. It's really focusing on what's going on internally in your body and emotionally and physically. It's a global perspective, if that makes sense. You're addressing your body and your emotions and your brain. It's going to make uh, everything that didn't work out for you work out for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Not saying don't be scared. It sounds like you just say, hey, feel it. Be scared. But you need to do it anyway. Fear is an emotion. And, and what I'm trying to do is I'm not going to not be fearful. I'm not going to just wake up tomorrow and not be fearful. But what I have to do is try to be positive about my fear. And tell myself, even if I'm afraid of this, even if I'm scared, even if this might be the scariest thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And I'll give you an example. Doing those pictures for you on True Coach, that was the hardest thing I think I've ever done in my life. That was so hard for me because, but I pushed through it and I did it. And I'm so glad I did. So I think if we can just embrace the fear, know that the end result is going to be okay. We just have to embrace it and not be, not run from it. Embrace it, feel it, work through it. Don't run from it. Go from a place of belief, like feel the fear and then show up and make the decision as the person that you're wanting to be. As yeah. if, it's as if you're actually the source in these, that's what it gets me, the religious women. If you truly believed, if you truly believed and you trusted and you acted out of faith, from this higher part of you that, that does have this thing or you, you know, this desires, what does she say? And yeah. that's, who you, that's who you show up as. I love that. We need to go over that you wish you could have seen in a video prior to the call. Maybe I, I think maybe for those women who have body dysmorphia or are scared of falling off the wagon or scared that they're going to burn out easily. Something that I would, you could add would be that, that you're addressing, you're addressing everything. This isn't just about being a hot mom. This is about bettering yourself for those people that you love the most. Like that, you you have that in your message, but I think honing in on that, because let's be honest, Casey, you're beautiful, beautiful. I would give anything if I had your body. You're amazing. So it can be, there's probably women out there that could intimidate, like, whoa, it intimidated the fuck out of me, you know? And I think that was part of my fear. She's going to look at me and be like, she's not hot mom. Bye. Just saying that. Like, look, you can embrace that. Look, I know. I know that I might be intimidating, but give me a shot. Like that coaching call, I realized, yeah, you're gorgeous and you've got it all, but you're real. And that's so awesome. I tried to post my, my, my bad photos in the, in the, um, the webinar, because it is, it seems, and, it, and out there, it's crazy. And you know this, like body positive, And it seems like you can be a fat girl nowadays. And I can say this because I'm on fucking podcast. You can be a fat girl, totally fat girl, and go blow up and get all this love and attention. Like when we're pregnant, you know how it's like when you're pregnant, everybody wants to be feeling yes. you. And then when a bitch steps out, like a hot girl steps out, oh, it's unacceptable. Um, we're a bitch. We get treated differently. Um, and I get it. I remember seeing fitness girls and thinking they were intimidating. It's like they were mean or something. Not the case, but I, I get that. And um, it's such a fucking double standard. Like if I said certain things that this comedian that I love, she's obese. I love her. But if I acted that way, cause I had the same, I think like her, like I am her, I'm just not in that body. Um, it would not fall the same way, but because she's fat, it's acceptable. So I feel like, okay, so let me just show up looking like in my robe, try to like play down who I am, which is what everybody tells you not to do. Don't dim your light. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I have gotten great clients from posting my sexy photos because that's what got me started um, was seeing a hot girl on, on a magazine. But that's why we do these interviews. I need women to say, hey, look, fuck, fuck, what would I look like? This is for me. This is what I want to do. Can I help you get there? Motherfucker. Yes. Like Melinda's on the same. Well, you will be on the same plan when the gym opens again, but but we're working on your ass. Like we're getting your abs and everything. Like we are, you're on a hot mom's plan. You just keep going. Yeah. But 
look at Melinda, look at Whitney, look at Sarah, like look at all these other women. It's not about me. So that's why I appreciate you um, sharing all this because you are my business. Like you are my business. That's awesome. It's good stuff. You're doing good stuff. And I don't, don't ever dim your light. Right. And they tell us that. And then what do we do? Just like you said, we don't speak up. We cover ourselves. We, if we really want to wear that, but we don't because we don't want to do this, or we really want to say that we're proud of getting the award, but we really don't want so-and-so to feel bad. Crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. It's insanity. <laughs> All right. Well, keep kicking ass. I look forward to getting on the coaching call. And um, yeah, you got a lot of fun stuff coming up. I'm excited. Thank you. All I got to do is go, go, get, get, stay up by my bed, uh-huh. ball till I fall, say what, gloss until I finish, I dig go, go, yeah. get, get, stay up by my bed, oh, I live in jail, keep me stacking me, it's just in Thanks for listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast with Casey Ship. Be sure to follow us at Casey Ship on Instagram or subscribe to Casey Ship on YouTube. Till next time.